Welcome to Culture Conversations. On this show, we ask broad questions about topics we usually aren't able to touch on in our standard reporting. And to give you an idea of who works in the Chronicle and who we are, we're rotating guests each week to ensure everybody gets a chance to speak. But note that we are recording through Zoom, so keep that in mind while you're listening in. On today's episode, we'll dive into representation in video games, controversy surrounding Cyberpunk 2077, and next-generation gaming. You're listening to Culture Conversations. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for uh, watching or listening in. Uh, I'm joined today by two of some of my very, very favorite people at the Chronicle. Uh, this is truly going to be a banger of all banger episodes. It's going to be absolutely immaculate. Um, so really briefly, before we start to talk about what we're going to talk about, I would love if my two guests could uh, introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about who you are and sort of what you do for the Chronicle. Let's start with Diana. Um, I'm Diana Daniels. I'm a staff reporter at the Chronicle. I've been there for about three semesters now. Yeah, you're a veteran, dude. Yeah. You're old. Okay, I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Diana, our, our audience, I'm sure, will find this out. Diana has heavy mom energy, loving mother energy. It's beautiful. Oh, God. It is. You, you, you created such a... I met Diana, you know, my first semester at the Chronicle. She created such a, a nurturing presence over the reporting desk. It was absolutely incredible. And Diana sat to the right of me, and she was like the angel on my shoulder. And then sitting to the left of me, of course, was the devil on my shoulder, Matushka. Matus, tell okay. us a little bit about yourself, man. So my name is Matush Janik. I think I've also been working at the Chronicle for a year now, or it's my second year starting right now. Yeah. So, but I also used to work for another publication, Austin Talks, which is like a West Side publication through the communications department. And yeah, I mean, I was definitely that little devil on your shoulder. I mean, you would do some pretty dumb stuff, man. There, you know, some call it dumb. I call it necessary. All right. Because sometimes you just got to live a little bit. That's where this podcast came from. Chronicle staff, everybody's so work orientated. People need a time to relax and get paid for it. So really, you're welcome. All right. This is my gift to you guys. Okay. Well, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'll take All right. it. Now that very, got, very appreciative. Now that we've gotten the thanks out of the way, um, you know, we're talking about everything video game related this, uh, this episode, which I'm super excited about. I've been wanting to do this episode for a while. And the reception from, from the staff was, uh, was pretty, pretty excited as well because we have a lot of gamers on staff, a lot of interesting takes. Um, I think a good place to start really quickly, let's sort of give uh, our audience an idea of what sort of side of the, the gaming spectrum we come from. Diana, what have you been playing recently and what are some, some of your go-tos, would you say? Oh, God, recently, um, let's see, I've been taking a trip down memory lane with things like Soul Calibur. Oh, seriously? Uh, some Final <laughs> Fantasy. Yeah, uh, okay. It's been a super weird, especially with this whole new PlayStation 5 and all that. Yeah, so. yeah. Have you been playing the old ones? Yeah, I have actually. Uh, Sick. Because I grew up with a brother, so of course I had no choice but yeah. to game. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, grew up with the PS2, the GameCube, the Sega Genesis, you name it, we had it. That's sick, dude. How about you, Matus? Where do you, you come from? Uh, Probably really heavy FPS. Like, I, really? I was kind of like looking back on my catalog. There's a lot, a lot of FPS. Is like, I'm a Call of Duty kid, mm-hmm. which I'm not ashamed of saying that. First of all, okay. There's no shame. There's no, There's shame, no shame on the podcast, in it. There's bro. a lot of shame on Call of Duty, which I mean, There's I think it's well, des- well deserved. But um, <laughs> yeah, 
it's mostly that i've been picking up like jrpg stuff like i think i tried playing a little bit of ff7 final yeah. fantasy 7 the remake or the original original i yeah. really couldn't get through that but yeah. i mean i like persona persona 4 yeah. and 5 are pretty decent yeah i've been going through i think i went through five pretty fast during quarantine right like 60 hours in like two weeks wow that's pretty crazy oh. it's yeah. kind of i don't know that's, if it's healthy that's heavy yo we don't need healthy bro <laughs> healthy is a uh, healthy is whatever and matus You've recently been converted to the PC gaming world, right? Oh, yeah. How's that? PC Master Race. Oh, no. I mean, uh, it's okay. I mean, it's a little iffy. Like, shit. I mean, I had had to build it. Yeah, (laughs) that's the the fun part, bro. The first issue was building it. And then I didn't realize during COVID that everyone was building one. So it was hard to get parts. But, I mean, it's nice now. Now that you have it, you like it? I rarely use it for any other game besides League of Legends. But, uh... (laughs) How are you going to spend $800 on a machine I sent you the parts for and play League of Legends? Okay, 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 okay. You sent me the parts. Then you said you were going to help me build it. And, and you then, did not that? request my help. You did not request my help okay. when the parts okay. came in. So I didn't realize this was Best Buy and he had to call in Geek Squad over here? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, no, 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 no. I called, I called in a Polish friend of mine, a, a fellow Slav. All right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he got his yeah. Slavic technician hands and he went into work. You know, <laughs> got the BIOS working. <laughs> oh my God. So that's where I come from. I've been PC since I came out of the womb, dude. Literally, first game I ever played, Doom, on my di- my dad's old dinosaur computer. And so I, I tried to convert Matus over there and, it's, and it hurts seeing him play League of Legends because I used to be a, a Dota fiend back in the day. We're talking, I used to bring Dota 1 and World of Warcraft and Diablo 2 on a flash drive and play it during computer lab in all my classes in middle school. And we would just met because we would do all the work in like 10 minutes. And then we would just play Dota and we would all tab when they would like walk around the room. But yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm old school when it, when it comes to that stuff. But recently I've also been playing a lot of persona, which I've been enjoying. I'm not a JRPG guy, but that's been kind of interesting. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the episode. Um, you know, but that being said, we do have a lot to talk about. Uh, the first thing that's been on my, uh, my mind recently you know, I'm a huge CD Projekt Red fan. My favorite game of all time is The Witcher 3, right? I think that's like one of the greatest games ever made. I absolutely love it. And so obviously I've been super, super excited for uh, the upcoming release of Cyberpunk, which I believe is next month, right? Is that right? No, yeah. I think it's right? the 16th of November. Yeah, it's like mid-November. Um, but, you know, CG Project Red has been receiving a lot of flack. I sent you guys sort of that, that literature on it. Um, but there's a lot of stuff coming at them recently with a sort of mandatory crunch that they've been putting their employees on, which I know is kind of like a trend in the, in the industry, for better or for worse. Um, and then at the same time, um, there's been some really, really interesting things happening uh, regarding that game and conversations being held, um, sort of when it comes to, to representation in video games, um, which is really what caught my eye. There was news that came out from Polygon and a couple other places not too long ago um, about some ads that were featured in Cyberpunk, which featured uh, like a trans model in it. Um, and the depiction was, you know, somebody who looked a, a little more femme, um, but literally had like a giant phallus pushing through their like a leotard, essentially, which is obviously not a great depiction of the, that type of people. It's not realistic. It's not very sensitive either. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, the big defense for it was like, well, Cyberpunk's a game about capitalist exploitation, right? Where you have these horrible, you know, uh, corporations that are sort of just taking this stuff and running with it, Um, which really made me think about, um, you know, sort of what, you know, whether or not context in, you know, in a game matters when it comes to representation of sensitive groups. Um, 
you know, there's even more because there, there's like a, a gang in cyberpunk called the the Voodoo Boys, which, you know, and, and in the game, they all have, you know, like a, a pretty heavy African accent and like all that is represented in the way they dress and all this stuff. And a lot of people felt that it's not very sensitive. Um, and I'm sort of curious on what you guys think, you know, has the question of representation in games have been on your mind? Have you guys sort of seen any of this drama surrounding cyberpunk recently? Um, I mean, you want to go first? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've been kind of following Cyberpunk since it was like first released in 2012 E3. Like yeah. when that, I think it was the Bullets uh, trailer. Yeah. Was playing that, yeah. It was that really cool song and everyone was just like, what is this game? Like everyone knew CD Projekt Red because of Witcher and everything like that. So they were kind of just interested to see what this was. But then I think with the context argument and I think especially with this, you know, how the representation of sex and gender and, you know, all those kind of identities is like, kind of iffy but i mean when you go into context of like the cyberpunk world like mm. i don't know who the creator's name is exactly but i mean when you go back to the old tabletop I think it was mike RPG, pondsmith or something like yeah that. yeah mike pondsmith yeah yeah so like when you go back to seeing like the old tabletop rpg style and all the booklets and all the yeah. kind of background and lore you kind of learn a few things like i know that the voodoo boys that you pointed out with a very heavily like african accent and then out yeah they also have like the imagery involved in there too with the gang but yeah i think that originally was a gang like in from the tabletop rpg i think it was like really? cyberpunk 2020 or whatever that name was they were like a group of white kids who adopted the whole like voodoo they style it, yeah. and they like kind of just gentrified the style and they kind of took it for their own mm-hmm. which i think now that 2077 because it kind of worked chronologically in the storyline of cyberpunk that you know this is kind of like the new voodoo boys where like they're taking the rightful place the gang and their identity right. I see. but there's you know even that context with like even that transsexual i guess imagery they had in that one ad from a year ago that got called out in one of the trailers i mean even stuff like that it's like how much do you decide to be like very vocal about this right. issue or how right. much do you make it evident or visual in the game and i think that's kind of tough because when you're rolling out this game it's obviously you're pushing it to FPS consumers because it's an FPS. Like, mm-hmm. and it's kind of tough because you're not going to tell a person who plays an FT- FPS to like, all right, sit down, do the lore, right? Do all the RPG stuff, that's get true. in the tabletop stuff. It's yeah, like, that's, that's hard to do. Like, you can't make someone like sit down and read all the books possible behind this one thing. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I will sit down and read a Halo book once in a time, you know, just read that, try to get my background knowledge on it. But can do more than that yeah more than i could do more than that, that but yeah yeah but it, you know that's the thing like you're not gonna make someone do that yeah you know? yeah it's, you gotta be kind of i don't know you gotta be more careful or i should say more exact with your attempt mm-hmm. and that kind of thing like yeah if you're gonna include different voices and different identities you should be more i don't know progressive or constructive sort of, yeah kind of imagery yeah i see what you mean diana what do you think about some of this stuff um well matus is right like why would you necessarily go looking for the lore if you don't really care about it because um as somebody who likes to play certain games like even near automata like you won't see me go back and like read the lore right until like i finish it like at least twice so there are at least some people who might not go back or even care i guess Mm -hmm. i hate to say that they might not care about it but um i feel as though the gaming community is heavily male dominated so of course some men or some players might be less likely to actually pay attention to it or even kind of care that it's in there yeah 
Yeah, I know what you mean. And I, I think a lot of it is, is interesting um, when it comes to that stuff, because like the one of the, the common sort of defenses of it that I see is like, well, you know, it's a Polish developer and it's not as offensive as, you know, in Poland or whatever it is. So the question for me, and I honestly, I don't even know, you know, it comes to like an answer for this stuff. It's like, you know, well, you know, if it is a Polish developer, obviously they're creating that game sort of with the, you know, with the, the mores and sort of the, the stuff that, you know, they've grown up in and they understand is right. And they understand it's wrong, but it's being sold in America. Right. And they're selling to a, a large American audience, probably larger than their Polish audience. Right. Because of just you know numbers alone. Um, you think I, that that sort of plays a role, you know, is, does that context sort of play a role about what you should and should not depict or, you know, about sensitivity or anything like that? Well, I mean, I think specifically with Poland, like, I mean, I'm Polish, my parents are from Poland, that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, I try to stay up to date on the politics over there. And I mean, it's not a good site over there for LGBTQ yeah. representation. It's yeah. it's very, very anti, you know, gay and anti homosexual, mm-hmm. anti a lot of things. It's kind of crazy. And I mean, even the president himself has said it's like, these are ideologies, not identities. Really? It's kind of very, well, it's very it's a very weird topic over there because you know a lot of people are i mean old world is the best way of putting it very catholic yeah. heavy that kind of yeah. stuff but i mean it you're seeing a movement there and maybe that's why you kind of see this kind of i guess this how you imagery. said earlier this imagery but also yeah. with like the trans person you know why is it so blown out of proportion is this a message about like corporations or the future right like, right how these things are going to be taken but i mean even for a larger audience, like outside of Poland or in Poland, like, I don't know. It's, it's the same thing in America. Like you'll have those people who'll read or who'll understand the context. And then you'll also have the same amount of people just going through the game, doing whatever they want, right. you know, kind of going Not through the storylines that they want to do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I really don't know if there's a good way of trying to market this kind of stuff. Right. To certain crowds. Yeah. Dana, what do you think? Um, well, since, you know, the West is very different, um, having a Western audience or kind of marketing towards that seems like the smartest thing anybody could do, really, because, yeah, um, right. of course, America, we're going to spend our money on games, be it $50, be it $100. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it feels as though it could be just a little push at the end, like, hey, we're doing this to talk about capitalism, because capitalism <laughs> is such a trend right now. <laughs> right. So why not kind of market off of that, buy our game and feed into more capitalism? Yeah. So, um, you know, it just kind of feels like it may be more about sales than anything. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, th- that's uh, and something Matus said. I feel like plays into that. It's like M- Matus said this interesting phrase. He said, you know, they they see them as uh, ideologies rather than identities, right? Which kind of has this idea like they can be picked up and dropped, and you can move between them, and it's not like an intrinsic thing. Oh, and yeah. for for me, you know, if I'm like playing cyberpunk and I'm playing my character, which is probably gonna look like me, right? Like uh, the fact that I can jump between the voodoo boys and like the tigers, which is like a predominantly like uh, like an Asian gang or whatever it is and like all this different stuff i think is really kind of odd like you can just pick it up and leave that stuff because it seems like what they're trying to do with these different factions is really lock them down on like cultural you know identity and things like that i don't know that strikes me sort of in the in in a very very weird way you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah and they're also really like stereotypical they are super yeah super like even in that one trailer it looked like something out of saints row like yeah it was really hard to watch after a certain point because I felt like I was watching a Saints Row 2 trailer. It's just like... <laughs> oh, that's a low blow, man. That's I know. brutal. That's a brutal thing to say, bro. And I liked all their trailers prior to that. Like, their trailers were amazing. 
like you know it was a story trailer about you know oh who's samurai or what's right, this shit right, right. or like all that kind of stuff but i mean the gang trailer seems like they didn't really try like yeah it, just, it felt very weird yeah no i get you yeah i don't know there's a there's a i mean i'm gonna buy it either way <laughs> I, feel oh, no, like yeah. I, I feel like i have to <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna 100% buy it. Uh, I, I don't know. I gotta. I I I mean, I still. That's why I feel weird about it because CD Projekt Red is my favorite developer ever. You know what I mean? Like I, I love them so much. So it's kind of odd to see them in this position of, um, you know, this. Uh, it's kind of. It's an odd sort of uh, the place to be with them. Um, but transitioning slightly, Matus, I know you know a lot about sort of this crunch thing that they've been dealing with recently. Um, oh yeah. Could you comment on that a little bit? Give us a little bit of a briefer on what what the hell is going on with that. Well, I, f- I feel like, I mean, we could all comment on this because I feel like every one of us has probably had a job that's crunched, you know, oh, really dude. put you under pressure and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, what's going on over there right now is I think back in 2017, they did an article at Eurogamer mm-hmm. and uh, it was one of the lead developers and they were talking about, they were being very vocal about like being anti-crunch, like, you mm-hmm. know, we're not going to make people work over 60 hours a week, that sort of deal. And uh, you kind of slowly saw comments of like, well, this might not be indefinite. And then I think last year they said it was definitely not going to be a crunch. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously now between like, I think to wherever they did the article, I think it was at the end of September that uh, Jason Schreier reported on it at Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. And uh, to November 16th, when the game's released, they're going to be just working an extra day a week. So that I think right. it's going to be six day work weeks now. And there's some kind of talks about like Polish labor laws, even though that most of those developers or some of those developers are outside of that country. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the factor of contractors, which are like, <clears throat> they're specifically hired for that time period right. to work under that time period. <clears throat> so, yeah. I mean, I, I, you guys kind of get the idea of like, they're just working more, but it's not in terms of just like, you're not getting paid extra. No, they are getting paid extra. Oh yeah. 10% of the, you know, sales are going towards the development staff and, you know, just, you know, raises and that kind of sense. But yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because I don't know if this is going to push people away from buying the game. You know, like mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who are anti-crunch, they won't buy a game if it's been crunched. Yeah. So that's also a thing, but there's also the factor of like, should the developers be proud of this? I think that was also a discussion oh, I that's saw on the internet. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's some like outcry on like social media, like everyone is just, you know, should you be proud of something that you had a crunch for? And mm-hmm. there's some people saying, oh, you're, you're being proud of this because, you know, you worked all these people dry and here's the product and blah, blah, blah. But it's it's still kind of weird because, you know, some of these people might have been working on this since 2012 or prior yeah. to that because it's been yeah. in development for like over 10 years. So right. it's kind of like seeing how this conversation is going to go until release date. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, and that, I mean, and I know that that's pretty common throughout games. Um, I don't know about it. Paid crunches is common, but I know that crunch crunches is common. And uh, I totally feel you about having to work a job that, that, that has been like that before. Have you guys had horrible experiences having to work overtime? I mean, don't we all? <laughs> oh, yeah. where, where, where was it for you, Diana? What's your uh, horror story? I will, I will not say. Oh, come on. Comment. Oh, no comment. Come on. <laughs> Dude, I, you got give us a hint. Just give it a little bitty hint. No, um, no, Please. thank you. <laughs> I'll but, say uh, it. Oh God, no. Um, but it just feels like a lot of jobs that we work. It feels like yeah. sometimes we put in more hours than we're actually working to be paid for. So uh, it's really interesting to hear that you said that they will be paid back yeah. in a sense. Yeah. So that kind of also asks the question: Well, does that mean they're going to work as hard as they originally did? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 
it's it's just a weird conversation to have because it's like well you know it is bad but i mean how bad is it in a certain context like if you are paying them extra it's not like you're not building an entire game from like right today to then yeah. it's like right. from like free labor yeah it's just so. like it's probably just gonna be bugs maybe it's just some other stuff because i mean yeah. the game is gold mm-hmm. so they just need to like polish it up a little bit yeah but well, i mean it, it's gonna be weird no definitely well and i feel like that conversation of like like um I, I feel like you hear that a lot and maybe you guys relate to this as journalists but i feel like you hear that a lot when you're in a line of work that's seen like not as sort of just like a nine to five like you do it just to get paid but something you find joy in or it's like you know you'll you'll complain about the fact that you're being overworked and people are like well what isn't that your dream you know what i mean like isn't that something that you've always wanted to do um have you guys sort of experienced any of that sort of as a journalist because i know you guys work long long hours you know over over what you may uh may have to for an article because like news happens when news happens right yeah uh yeah. it's been a lot of nights of oh i can't put my phone on do not disturb right um is the job ever fully done that kind of thing so when people come to you diana and they're like well, why are you complaining right like do you want to do that like what is that frustrating <laughs> yeah which is why usually i don't complain oh, <laughs> so that way no one yeah. can say anything to me about it <laughs> Ditto, honestly. You're, you're stronger than me. You both are stronger than me. All I do is complain. I mean, then you can complain for us. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it works out. The voice of the people. Boy. Yo, I would love that, dude. <laughs> I could be a, like an elected representative and I just complain. Isn't that what politicians do? Oh, burn. Yowch. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> now, what was that? That was just a little bit I do. I do bits on this show, you know, for comedic effect. Uh, I like to get the people going. Okay. <laughs> was, it, was that the third bit or the fourth bit you have ever done? Or like, Honestly, I, mean, I have lost count. <laughs> Dude, it's all one. Life all right. is all just one bit. Um, you know, the, the, the one of the developers at CD Projekt Red, I was reading more about this sort of what the defense was for the crunch, right? And uh, one of them, uh, what was his name? His name was, uh, it was oh, uh, da, 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 <laughs> Lucas... Shigapowski or something yep. and uh probably something ski he said you know i must disappoint you game developer managers are not the proverbial capitalists exploiters who count money while smoking a cigar and from time to time glance at the oppressed developers and then he went on to talk about uh you know seriously i have the impression that some people preferred us to be bad just to have a foundation for their ideological narrative i think that last sentence is really really interesting that's a that's probably directed at Jason Schreier. <laughs> yeah. So like, how much of this, um, how much of sort of this, like, oh, you're you know you're horrible, you're making them a crunch. How much of that do you do you guys buy? What do you who do you trust in a situation like that? You know what I mean? Like that's kind of a tricky spot to be, right? I mean, this is, I mean he, that 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 guy's the boss. He's the lead dev. I mean, so you he's still him? your boss. I mean, like yeah. I don't know if I can actually believe him. I mean, I could believe him as a consumer, obviously, because right, right. he's going to be selling me a game that I'm probably going to buy in a month. But uh, I don't know if I would believe him as an employee. Like, you know, if right, I was working right. under him, I'd be kind of like, well, I don't know. I mean, I saw you <laughs> saw you smoking cigars and drinking bourbon outside last week. So, mm, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, that kind of thing where I don't have that insight. Like, yeah. I'm not an employee there where probably if God, if we could talk to one of those employees, I mean, we'd probably get a better insight. But yeah. It's just like just knowing it's hard it's a hard quote to like actually get something out of because you is, know he's yeah. just you know it's just a jab. Well he's deflecting, you know? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, if you were in that situation, you'd probably deflect too because 
usually the boss likes to think in a way that they're doing what's best for the company. But um, in that case, it feels kind of like you have to trust the employee. Right. Since they're the one who has their quote unquote boots to the ground. Yeah. Who's like doing all the work here. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I feel like I'm on like that same wavelength, Diana, where it's like, I, I think I tend to sort of um, to try to see it from the, the employee's point of view. You know what I mean? You want to, yeah. be- you want to believe the victim, you know? You don't want to try to sow doubt because, you know, why would somebody, you know, I don't really see why somebody would come out and like, uh, you know, create allegations for, for no reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll sort of have to see how it, how it plays out because the game could suck. And then, you know oh, what? Yeah. It could 100% then, suck. And then, and then people will be mad. Right now, if the game is great, people are like, all right, whatever. But if it sucks, then people are going to be pissed. So I think there'll be more news to come. Um I think we could sort of transition a little bit and get back to sort of what we were talking about earlier. Diana, you uh, had us watch a a wonderful video by Philip DeFranco, who I hadn't watched since I was like eight. So that was like a throwback. I didn't know he was still making videos. That's not me coming at you. I'm not coming at you. I'm not coming at you. Diana, you know. I feel attacked. Diana, I feel attacked. Philip DeFranco, since you played Pop Tropica. First of all, (laughs) I used to play Pop Tropica in high school. Yes, we all did. Hell yeah. Uh, I would never come at you, Diana. I just didn't know he was still making videos. But tell us a little bit about sort of what he was talking about, because I know uh, this is something that you're you're uh, you're heated about. Okay, I won't say I'm heated about it. I'm okay, just you're not slightly about. disappointed. Um, <laughs> but Diana no, Cla- that's a Diana classic, bro. It's slightly disappointed. <laughs> slightly disappointed. Slightly. <laughs> and typically in the office, that was directed at me. Okay, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But um, no, so. A while ago, he posted a video about E3 and how um, one of the female reporters wrote an article mm-hmm. about women gamers and uh, what women like to play, quoting allegedly real experts. And so, <laughs> so real, real life women. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> real life women for that article. And I mean, some of the things on the list, uh, like women love to play Sudoku. Women gamers love Kim Kardashian's uh, mobile game, things like oh, that. It yeah. was uh, very cringy to listen to yeah, in so many words and then cringe to look at yeah. because um, I feel like, yes, women can be pretty large consumers when it comes to gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually it will be like a mobile game or whatever, like Candy Crush. But to read Sudoku? Right. Yeah. That was. Uh, when, when's the last time you played Sudoku? Diana? I don't. Never played Sudoku. <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah yeah like it's not for me (laughs) but maybe it is for somebody else i'm not judging but it just felt a little weird and kind of like they checked with one demographic maybe right right Mm -hmm. i almost feel like they asked their grandparents or something exactly like hey grandma what do you like to play you know you game on the side right crossword puzzles yeah (laughs) that's it well and then i'm looking it up right now there's you know there's a statistic that says like uh it's like 47% of like most of, you know, pretty much all gamers are women. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to see something like that, it's like, obviously there's a lack of research done there. Right. Like there's, I, I just, you know, I can't buy that. Um, I feel like it shows sort of how out of touch the, uh, the industry is with like literally almost half their, their fan base or their, you know, their consumers. Right. You would think, but um, because I personally, my best friend, she recently just got into gaming more, and mm-hmm. so she's doing PC gaming, not on the level of Matus. But um, <laughs> hey, Mat- yeah, Matus isn't on any level. He's playing League of Legends. I'm bro. still playing League. The fate worse <laughs> oh than God. death, man. 
I'm, but I no, sometimes like she just got <laughs> no <laughs> but um she'll play things like undertale or she'll like yeah. ask me like hey what's a good game like i should get into that isn't necessarily an fps and so it's really interesting to see kind of that juxtaposition between right. uh some of the women that i know as opposed to what people think we like to play yeah if that makes sense and so uh, it's like I said, I'm very disappointed uh, that they didn't do further research because, right. of course, women love things like Fallout. Women love things like Hearthstone, if you want mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, I mean, even yeah, if like you look on games. like exactly or even if you look on um, when TBS and TNT used to do like their e-gaming or whatever, like their right. league, there would be at least like one female player sometimes. So like, right. they exist sometimes. <laughs> because, <laughs> well, that well, that's like another thing that I'm interested in is like obviously this this demographic is there, like these people are there. But I think um, when it comes to like the coverage of games, it's so many of the people that are you know like that work in games, especially too, right? Like that gap is so so apparent, right? Yeah, and it's gonna be there for a hot minute. It feels like you think so? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like um, in a way it's not going to change for a while Mm -hmm. because um, look how far, well, look how long it took for, I guess, people of color to even be featured in these games or to be these commentators. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to take slightly longer for women to get more into commentary, things like that, because while we do have Eurogamer and outside Xbox, we no longer have things like G4, which used to come on TV. Yes, I am dating myself with G4. Dude, I love G4. I grew up on G4. G4 G4 Attack of the show. Shout out g4 okay. dude tag the show is sick jessica yeah. wait was jessica chobot on that or was she on uh, that or she no. on, wait great uh jeff keely right he was on yeah it? yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I jessica, so. jessica chobot was on ign i remember that continue sorry <laughs> i don't even know where i was but he went off on that team we tried to that g4 <laughs> but um yeah i feel like it's gonna take some time yeah yeah especially with the uh, the fan base in a way because it's not exactly welcoming yeah, no, well, th- yeah, that's another thing that came to my mind when I was, like, watching this video is, like, I feel like especially when it comes to, you know, women who are gamers, um, like, there's such a, and, like, I know this because I grew up, you know, playing Call of Duty on the Xbox, there's, like, an almost, it's, like, an infantilization of, like, women that play games. Like, if you're playing a game, multiplayer game, and there's a, you know, a woman hops on the mic, it's, like, everybody goes berserk for a moment. It's weird. Hey girl in the lobby? Oh. Yeah, seriously. It's so, so weird. And I have a, my friend Rebecca and I play, play a decent amount of games together, and, uh, you know, it's one of one of those things. We we used to play league back before I grew up. Unlike oh, some people. Oh, okay. Come on, get and, on silver uh, four like me. And uh, <laughs> I actually used to be silver four, and then I quit. <laughs> and then, but yeah, there's like a really weird dynamic there where it's like um, like like I I follow this Twitter account called like Out of Context Xbox Live Messages, and there's a lot of like, could I help you play this game, my lady? Things like that, you know. Yeah, I definitely. <laughs> no i like i remember because i mean i never had i don't even think i played with like a girl when i was growing up but like now i still sort of get in the lobbies where i find people who are chicks and they're in lobbies which is like okay cool but then it's still the same response it's not like something right. that's predated back to xbox 360 it still happens like yeah, I'll, get in yeah a call exactly. of duty, I'll get on a call of duty lobby and i'll just hear all this like berating on like one chick and yeah it's just like it's insane it's just kind of just i don't know it it definitely instills this thing in my head where, like, I almost just want to mute all the time. Mm. And it's the same thing goes for League, too. Like, I'll mute chat. Oh, well, in League, you have to. It's so toxic, right? It's so toxic. Yeah. But, like, just you hear shit, and it's just like, how is this still a thing? Like, 
it's been like almost like 10, 12 years, like since probably Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, which I think is personally like, you know, where all that started. But yeah, yeah. The very toxic, toxic chats. But I mean, it's just like, you kind of surprise yourself when you hop into a lobby and you're like, well, okay, it still hasn't changed. Like, yeah. Still about the same stuff going around. Yeah, it's it's odd. I feel like a lot of it comes from the fact, and it, and kind of going back to like representation. I feel like a lot of it comes down to you know like the the people that were spearheading like new tech and games when it really started to to come around, like was predominantly you know straight white men because they had access to the tools to make games, right? Uh, because their socioeconomic status, exactly. right? So like, I feel like this, this issue goes so much deeper than I think a lot of people start to, to take a look at it, right? And I think it's treated as sort of just a, uh, a fact of the situation when it doesn't need to be. And I think it's changing now. Now that like development tools are getting way easier to access, right? And tech is a lot easier to get into and things like this. I think it's getting better, but I'm totally with you, Diana, where like, it's going to take a minute, you know? Yeah, definitely. Or even like kind of how you guys are talking about the lobbies. Like sometimes I'll go on Twitch and I'll see like a female gamer. She'll yeah. be playing GTA five yeah, and like yeah. the chat will be so toxic or she'll hop on a, like a server. And the next, thing you know, it's a bunch of 12 year olds. Yeah. Uh, making really rude comments. Oh yeah. R- rude's one way to put it, man. Those 12 year olds. Yeah. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> oh, <you're laughs> that that's the Diana classic. You're always so nice. You're always so nice. I still remember like like really old E3s like when probably like it was probably a Ubisoft presentation mm-hmm. where they like showed off these like very weird like obviously they were like centered towards like a woman crowd or a girl crowd of gamers but they're like weird titles where it's just like I remember it was like Nintendo DS like my Barbie dream house game or some yeah. other kind of like yeah. random ash fashion games it's like it's like I don't think people who are video gamers want to play those they're, they're just most likely going to be like one thing after another and it's the levels they're always repeating or yeah, yeah. it's just it was weird to see that but like i guess you could say the quality of games have gotten better but still that one aspect of like you know inclusion and diversity is still kind of lost no definitely yeah and i think it's on every level you know it's in the games it's outside the games it's outside the coverage of the games like all that stuff you know um I don't know. How do we fix it? What do we do? You guys got an answer? I, mean, I, I don't uh, think we can fix this. I got no answer. Buy more video games. Yeah. Well, then it's like, I don't our, know. Yes. No, because then that's encouraging them. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, and buy all, someone an Xbox. I'm not. You can buy no. me an Xbox One, though. <laughs> Xbox One X? The refrigerator? The refrigerator? The Series yeah. X? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get one. Is that what it's called? It's called the Xbox Series X? Xbox One Series X. What an atrocious title. It's, it's too long. It's, it's a horrible long. name. And here's PlayStation with PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. <laughs> they, they, they didn't even try to think about it, bro. They just they were like, whatever. Just are put a guys, number on it. <laughs> are you guys uh, hopping on the, the next gen wave? Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. For, for real? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. PS, PS5 or X, XBSX? I'm a PlayStation family. I have no choice. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Xbox. No choice in the matter. Oh, Xbox. Dang. Wow. Okay. Wow. No, okay. I'll never, well, no, I'll never forget when the red ring of death became like a really big thing. I remember. Okay. I was there. Okay. I had two Xboxes that I had to send to Microsoft as a kid and they <laughs> both were red rings of death. Yeah. It, it was Dude, tough. All right. We're, we're really showing our age on this episode. That's <sighs> old now, man. That's old, bro. It feels like that yesterday. It really feels like yesterday, dude. Dude, no, That's but sick. like, 
I think I'm I, I'm trying to ask my cousin who works for Microsoft. I know mm-hmm. it sounds like one of those Xbox kids who's like, my cousin works at Microsoft. And you can <laughs> hack your account. Like, <laughs> no, but like straight up, like I have a cousin who works with Microsoft. I think she's on like the social media or marketing team, but mm-hmm. she bought two. I think one off of Best Buy and the other off of Amazon. Pre-ordered, I should say. So I'm going to, you know, try to sneak my way in there and get the other, you know. Give her oh, 500 God. bucks. She's going to hear this. No, she's going to hear this and be like, my price has just gone up. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I did tell her I'd pay double. I, I did she, say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did say that. Why? Why would you pay double? Bro, I have Why? a collection of games that I can't even play on my Xbox 360 because it doesn't go back that far. Oh, my God. Dude, you know? I, I, I don't think I'm going to hop on next gen unless there is one game, unless Bloodborne 2 comes out. I don't think I'm going to get a, anything because I don't want an Xbox or uh i am gonna get a ps5 when the new god of war comes out but those are that's the only reason that's all i care about honestly there's no reason to get another one if you have a pc dude i mean you're not wrong especially since we do have like emulator capabilities yeah seriously oh yeah have you guys done that yet or i've I've can i legally say that can i legally say that's true (laughs) i have never emulated anything if it's not illegal (laughs) Is, yeah, is is um, that, I'm wait, pretty sure it's wait. illegal. I'm pretty okay. sure we're incriminating ourselves. Uh, well, FBI agent, def- I have no FBI agent. If you hear this, never in my life have I played Shaq Fu. <laughs> yeah, I, FBI agent, if you're hearing this, my roommate totally did not download a hundred different GameCube games on his Wii. No, oh, yes, no. He definitely did not write, download Chibi Robo or RE4. <laughs> Chibi Robo. Yo, all right, hold on. Now that now we're in throwback territory, you guys got to tell me, what is your fondest gaming-related memory ever, period? What is it? Do you have oh, one that God. comes up? I'm trying to think of mine because there's a lot. Yes, there are a lot. <laughs> I had a PlayStation 2, so like, but I didn't play any Final Fantasy games. Or like, I didn't mm-hmm. even touch Kingdom Hearts. Like, oh, I remember I going to the video store renting kingdom hearts taking it home opening up the case and the, the, the disc had like the hugest scratch across the were game. you renting from family video no no it was like some like oh. family place it was so it wasn't like, blockbuster or hollywood video no no it was it local it was very video. local family video man get a pizza get oh. a game Dude. oh god that's that, so cozy. that was the best dude that rest the in best. peace for rental stores just the great that that's a good answer actually matus the rental stores rental stores oh they're so beautiful man go read my story on the death of rental stores I dude, dude i read actually, that oh my god what was that, that place called i was gonna go there too in out obsession <laughs> i remember you were going to go to out obsession it was turkish not uh, in the cards <laughs> what was it turkish uh exorcist or something like that turkish exorcist they had of a course. photo a photo on their google search page that said turkish exorcist and i was oh like God. i need that movie <laughs> no <laughs> i need that movie that's so sick diana what's your fondest gaming memory oh god that comes to mind? um i guess it would have to be playing uh things like boom bots with my brother what's boom like, bots basically uh think about low budget transformers and oh. then uh it's a fighting game yeah <laughs> uh so those things like that i guess kind of being like a kid and playing with like my brother who's eight years older than me yeah and we finally revisit it years later when i can finally use the controls correctly (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's sick okay well i'm gonna ask do all of you have older siblings yes okay 
Yeah. You all played video games with your older siblings? A little yeah. bit. A little bit. All right. Did your older sibling ever unplug this player two controller when playing co-op games or anything like that? No. Yes. So I would no. retaliate. Oh. <laughs> oh God. You you were on un- you were on unlu- I was lucky. No, yeah, I, I didn't have to deal with that either. God damn. No unplugging. Yeah, that would that would piss me off, man. That would really piss me off. But we didn't. I we, I used to watch him play video games a lot. Yeah, like when I when yeah. I when I was young, I used to watch my brother play um play God of War. And I was like, I feel like that explains a lot about me how I am today, honestly. They're like, yeah, my first yeah, games no. were Doom and God of War. I used to watch my brother play Final Fantasy, so for me to go yeah. back and play it all these years later has been really interesting. Because that's cool. My strategy is not the same as his. So, what's your strategy? Uh, we go in, uh, guns blazing in oh! so many words. <laughs> Hell yeah, guns blazing. Ka, 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 ka. Yeah, I still I remember doing that with my brother too, and just watching him play like Call of Duty yeah. Big Red One. Like, oh yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. only only Call of Duty game we had. So it would just be repeats of the same like eight to ten levels, and I was just like, yeah, this is amazing. We're still doing it. Yeah, don't dude. even get the touch yeah. controller. Yeah, man. I dude, I think for me, I I'm mixed because I have a lot of really great Call of Duty memories. Cause I cause that was like, like that was like the eighth grade, seventh grade game to come home from school and play for like ten hours straight. Call of Duty Black Ops One on the xbox 360 i i I went crazy on that but i think honestly dude best best gaming memories bro there's nothing like honestly like what i said earlier bringing in a game on a flash drive and playing it at school dude literally every teacher hated us bro we used to we used to play it in this music class when our teacher mr b i won't say his last name because i don't think he would appreciate that (laughs) he would walk around the room to try to check out uh, check up on us and we would we would all alt tab when he would come around and then our one buddy josh didn't alt tab in time so he caught his ass and he threw him to the other side of the room and and then josh josh would just have to do his work while we would all kept playing and we would laugh in his direction And and then my best friend teddy went hey mr b f you and then he mr v went alex and he started screaming at my buddy alex who used to play the games with us so there's all kinds of chaos started from there dude you guys sound chaotic dude very chaotic i, I literally still play with them every single day yeah it's the best man those gaming bonds run deep they yeah, I lost deep. those bonds way way oh, ago man really dude i remember playing like call of duty ghost or no, I think oh, it was Modern Warfare I, 3, a bunch. And then yeah. I remember I had, like, the same, like, three guys with me, or four guys. And yeah. we would all play, like, squad tournaments. Like, you get your phone That's app. That's sick, yeah. And you do your little squad tournaments. And you're That's like, dope. I got I to gotta win ten games of domination and four games of search and destroy. <laughs> we would do that after school. And we would just, like, legit try to, like, kind of get these extra perks and stuff. That's cozy, man. That's so cozy. Is cozy your catchphrase for the day? Dude, I just think video games are cozy. You know, now I wake up in the morning, grab a cup of Joe, play Persona 5 for like six hours. It's the dream, dude. It's the dream. Just oh, logging man. those hours away. Dude. <laughs> so wait, who are you romancing? This is my question. I played yeah. the game before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we got we to gotta figure this out. Are yeah, you, uh, Mako- I'm interested. Who Mako- do you... Mako- wait, Diana, Diana, have, Diana, have you played... This <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> Daddy, you Which played Persona 5? Yeah, I did. So oh, I'm very man. interested to hear your answer here. Who, who do you guys think I'm romancing in Persona 5? See, I, I see. will not say. <laughs> what do you know? No. no, no, no she doesn't oh, know. Only I all know. Right. All right, all right, all right. I mean, you seem like a Makoto kind of dude, but um, I could totally see you trying to do that one route with the teacher 
whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't throw. Yo, I'm not going to lie. I contemplated it. Oh, God. Dude, Persona <laughs> 5 lets the devil out of me, man. Dude, Persona 5, for people who don't know, there's like 12 options for people you can romance. And one of them is your, you play as a high school sophomore, and one of them is your teacher, you know, for people that don't know. And uh, let me, and the whole. Hypothetically, hypothetically, you could romance every single character. Yeah, every, yeah. At once, in one playthrough. Yeah, you can. And then they come back, they kick your ass. But, and so, well, and the the, the thing is that the teacher is a, she's a maid, right? She works part time as a maid. So that's how you find. Anyway, so now I'm getting weird. Anyways, I romance, I did romance Makoto. But it was a very oh, okay. difficult decision. Yeah, yeah. That's it's like just, everyone's thing. Dude, I felt guilty mm-hmm. because I like, well, now, all right, well, that makes me feel horrible. But I, uh, <laughs> I feel guilty because, like, you know, I'm a 21 year old dude. And, like, you know, the, those are, I'm playing as a high school sophomore. And I like a lot of the characters in there, but that's just not right. <laughs> that's just not, that's just not right. You know, I feel, I feel weird about it. For real? <laughs> yeah. But I was in between An and Makoto, and I kind of wish I went On. An's probably the easiest, I think. Right? Oh well, don't be mean, yeah. man. No, no, I'm not being mean. I'm just saying know, for I'm the kidding. requirements. For the I'm putting, requirements, I'm putting man. words in your mouth. Yeah, no, but I like On. She knows how to have fun. Okay, but how did you get to Makoto? My question is. Yes, please. To like, I want to know the process because it took me oh, a while. It took me and, so long. Uh, it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a hustle. It took me so long to, to figure out Makoto because I like so many characters. I, I liked An, I liked Makoto, I liked Futaba a lot. Futaba's funny, you know, but like that's where I felt weird. You know what I mean? I like the teacher, uh, the goth nurse. Everybody loves a goth nurse. Okay. So there are a lot of choices, but I think Makoto was, you know, she's cool. I like that she, I like her, um, her outfit when you go into the palaces. You know what I mean? She looks like a ninja. I think that's pretty oh, cool. Yeah. So did you solely pick off of outfits? <sighs> I uh I picked based off of outfit and personality. That's code for stats. that's code for only outfits. I play Persona for the plot. So like when you so, wake up every morning to play Persona, you just turn it on and leaving on and okay. just watch it. Or... Okay, <laughs> we are moving on. All right. <laughs> my Persona romance. You guys are gonna get me fired, dude. Yeah, just virtual, virtual things that you're dating. That game, dude. There's so much about that game that's so weird, dude. Because, dude, how are you gonna give somebody the option to date their teacher and then just not date the teacher? You know, just don't do it. Yeah, I mean that's it's... pretty. Yeah. No, but this is what I. But this is how I feel about a lot of games where they give you these choices, where it's like you could pick the, you know, the normal, pretty standard option, or you could, you know, do something absolutely insane you would never do in real life. Listen, man, not every game is Modern Warfare 2, no Russia. You don't automatically <laughs> have to do that, all right? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Yo, you are – this is a crazy episode, bro. <laughs> there are some things being said. I'm just <laughs> saying, all right? I'm not going to say what happens okay. in no Russia. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying not every game is like that where it forces you to do those decisions, all right? All you right. have choices. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we got to move on briefly to one last thing I, I wanted to talk to you guys about. It's a question I wanted to pose to you. I saw it on Twitter, and I thought it was interesting. We're almost out of time. I saw a question that was posted by the Xbox Twitter, I think, and it was, you know, name a game that got you through a hard time because it was like World Mental Health Game, World Mental Health Day, rather. You guys have any, any hot picks, any suggestions for our, our the depressed portion of our audience? 
<laughs> I mean, phew, definitely not Call of Duty. Um, no, don't, don't play. What would did, have, have you guys had a game sort of like make a noticeable impact in your life for, for your mental health or whatever it is? I have for sure. I mean, I would have to say like Persona Five. Really? I mean, personally? Yeah. Like I know it's fun. It's like we were talking about it as a joke, but like low key, like that it's game an amazing is. Game. Like when I was stuck in quarantine for those like first three weeks, and yeah. there was like nowhere to go or nothing to do. I was just like sitting there. I was like, all right, I'm just guessing I'm playing Persona. Like, yeah. And it's kind of cool because you get to see those relationships build. Yeah, it's actually like, really fun. And you see a story kind of develop, and then there's also like that anime portion of like where you get to kind of watch it as a show. Yeah, that's true. It's nice. So, so it's a lot of content. It's just yeah. you know, it's cozy. Yeah. yeah, it is cozy. How about you? There's Diana? that word again. There's that word again. Cozy. We, we love cozy, dude. <laughs> we love cozy. cozy. How about how about you, Diana? Is there a game that comes to mind for you? You know, there are a couple that come to mind, but yeah. um, one that I kind of went back to play after a while because uh, I'm very nostalgic, a little too nostalgic sometimes. Um, and that would have to be, I guess, the Dishonored franchise. Oh, really? Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, because um, I guess I kind of really like Dishonored too. And the idea of a, you know, a family bonding over, <laughs> uh, I won't spoil anything, but yeah, just the yeah, idea yeah. of family working together in a sense. Right. Um, because especially, that. especially now, yeah. when, like you, you need your family if you yeah. have the ability to reach out to them. So I kind of really like that. And um, stealth was never my thing. So oh. it's been very interesting to kind of go back and uh, see, oh, okay, I got to crawl around here so oh get yeah, up yeah here and then so yeah that's sweet that's, yeah yeah that, that's a good answer i haven't played those in a while what about you jonah yeah answer mm. the question answer the question jonah <laughs> you guys are weird dude you guys are weirder than me man it's right. saying something dude i think i think um it's either i think the the, the most obvious answer based off it's i mean you know the witcher 3 probably is my answer just because like literally like I beat that game and I honestly feel like it made an impact in the way I live my life. Like that, if I, I feel like that game for me is like my argument for video games or art, you know what I mean? Um, like the story of that game and the way, cause I really also like that family dynamic, Diana. And so mm -hmm. like the relationship between Geralt and Siri, like honestly, dude, I was like, man, that made me think, bro. That got me up at 4am just sitting on my bed like this, you know? Um, but, you know, the game that made the worst impact on my life, Dota 2. Don't ever play Dota 2, bro. Dude, I have I have Oof. 1,600 hours on Dota 2. Don't you ever play that video game. That will that will decrease your quality of life. That's my warning. So when you say that, like, do you mean worst impact how? Like, worst impact physically, uh, financially? Dude, just, yeah. <laughs> just absolutely everything that game bro. made me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this fucking game. This fucking game. Brink this broke fucking, you? Brink broke me as a fucking gamer. <laughs> I was so sold on this game. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is why, okay, this is the whole thing where it's like, I'm still going to buy Cyberpunk, but this is probably that argument for Cyberpunk. You know, yeah. very hyped up, very hyped, you know, mm -hmm. very nice cover, you know? Yeah, great cover. But uh, I was a little lad in, I think it was like 2011, mm -hmm. and then I paid... $60 for this fucking game. Bro. You have the receipt? I still have the receipt. <laughs> I still have the receipt. I remember hating it too. I like forced myself to play the entire game and I hated it. 
Every oh, single moment. Oh, man. <sighs> wow. Oh, jeez. Don't, oh, wow. don't buy new titles. <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't think I have that like one of those games that I look back on that I didn't enjoy wait actually I take that back one time I decided I want to do a co-op game downloaded DC Universe online for free oh, it's horrible <laughs> terrible it's terrible it's so bad <laughs> you didn't like it Diana no <laughs> <laughs> thank god I didn't use any money for it oh my oh. god I I, I played uh, that game when it came out and it was just it was no. the worst. It was just That's the worst. Dog ever. shit, man. Just oh my straight God. dog shit. Man, I love where this uh, this episode ended up, bro. We're just airing grievances now. <laughs> it's so sick. All right. Well, hey, we we are just uh, uh, approaching time. Are there any final remarks you guys want to throw out throw out into the void? Yes. No. Um, Do you I have mean, any life what? lessons you want to share? Don't buy a new IP when it first comes out. See how bad it is first, then buy it. Yeah. Don't Just, make decisions like these. Don't. Yeah. Those don't. are going back to haunt you. Here's See, this is later. why. I can't. Is, the resale value on this now is less than a dollar. <laughs> There's people probably using this as wallpaper now, bro. Like, seriously. Yeah, it's true. They're GameStop wrong. will give you one penny. Just yeah, one GameStop will force you to pay them to take it. Yeah, GameStop will give you debt, bro. GameStop. This game is free debt. on Steam. You know that, and it's still is broken. It really? wow. It's broken still. God. All right, hey. That's, that's my life lesson. <laughs> oh my god, Diana, you got anything? Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't think I can follow that. I was about to say. I was about to say you got a tough one ahead of you, bro. Try oh, to follow damn. that up. All right. All right. Well, that being said, thank you guys very much for joining me on the podcast. I appreciate it. This is a fun episode. We went everywhere today, dude. This was kind of, this is a good one. This was chaotic. But, uh, it was chaotic. chaotic. And we keep it, yo, that's like the reporting desk, bro. Last year's the reporting <laughs> desk. We keep it chaotic. We love chaos here. Um, but yeah, thanks, guys. And uh, thank everybody for, you know, watching and listening. And we'll, we'll see you around. Peace. <laughs>